Oh, so uh, yesterday the it came out news article came out that BC, the British Columbia <laughs> province, <laughs> province of British. You Columbia. mean not the year like four hundred BC? You mean the province? <laughs> BC, um, <laughs> the, the British Columbia. It well, it's actually I wrote it down here. The BC Financial Services Authority, mm-hmm. which I think if you're in Ontario, it's similar to RICO. They regulate and provide consumer protection to pretty much every financial industry, insurance, mortgages, real estate. That's how they operate in the BC. In the BC, what is wrong with me? In BC, I don't know what you're saying. Um, Building a successful real estate career requires you to adapt, pivot, and constantly master new skills. We're Katie and Daniel Steinfeld. We've built our own innovative brokerage. And in this podcast, we've assembled actionable tips and strategies that you can implement to take your business to its maximum potential. It's time to level up. Level up. Hello, everybody. It is time to level up and for level up. I'm Daniel. I'm here with Katie, who is directly in front of her microphone in such a way that all I see is her nose and her eyes and now her mouth. And now, oh, no, okay. It's the beauty of video alongside audio. We're happy to be joined by all of you. Thank you once again for coming along. And this is like episode, I don't even know, like 140. I don't know. Yeah, it's been, I could look, but I won't do that. Yeah, no, we'll just <laughs> it's check been a it out while, yourself. If you've you missed did. it, feel free to, to dive into our library of past chats. That's right. Anyway, what were you gonna so say? I, did what? I, I was going to say that you had made a post on your Instagram account this week about with an old video that we did. Um, one of our first webinars and oh God, was it ever embarrassing? And it's, and, and I only put up 30 seconds of the 45 minutes that it was, uh, it was, but you know what, it's not what we're talking about today, but the message there, I think is a very important one. It doesn't matter what you do or, or, or what your interest is. I think it was, it was meant to show people that when you just put yourself out there and you do what you want to do, it's going to start cringeworthy. That was very cringeworthy. And Oh God, it was, it was, it was brutal, brutal. (laughs) And I remember being so nervous. Um, So yeah, you had, you had the best smile because it was, it was, (laughs) the camera was running. We had, we had the phone. Say, if I remember right, we were using a meeting room at York university yeah, I don't even know why. Why were we I, using I'm not sure room? why. I'm not sure why. Well, our brokerage was and is partnered with York University. We are the That's official true. brokerage of York University, which is fancy. But so that fancy. was right at the beginning when we were rolling out our auction platform over five years ago. And yeah, I guess I, we didn't have an office. I, I feel like technology, like it wasn't what it is today, but it definitely wasn't lacking to the degree that that video looked like. Like we had we had one of our signs behind us and we had a piece of chart paper that the, the lighting in the room and the camera couldn't see what was written on it behind us. So it was almost like we were sharing a screen, but we weren't, we were just sharing pieces of paper that were behind us. And oh we were so dressed up too. 
Like we I, were. Was, I was decked out in a suit. You were wearing a dress and we're doing, <laughs> we're doing a webinar. Uh, yeah. We Anyway, I think the main message here is just start no matter how cringy it is. And you'll always, it'll always be better than the first one. And it will get, keep getting better from here. We're going to look back at this in a year and we'll be like, Oh God, that's so bad. We will. So, it's yeah. true. But, but that's okay. Because here we are, and we're not talking about that at all. No. Although that um, is a good topic we could probably elaborate on. So maybe put that in the notes for a future episode. Yeah, sure. We'll do it. We'll talk about starting, Video con- so starting content, starting anything. creation, starting it, anything. Is, but For me, it's, yeah, like that was the message. I know it was video, but there's so many examples of things people don't do just because yeah. they're nervous about how shitty it's going to be. And you know mm-hmm. what? It will be shitty, but you can't get better if you don't start shitty. Those are <laughs> words like, to live by. Well, I don't know. Like, is there anything true. we've ever just hit the ground running with perfection out of the gate? If you're waiting for perfection, you're never going to get started. And there's examples of things yeah. that we haven't gotten started because we were trying so hard to make it perfect. That's true. And it sort of ran the test of time where we're like, all right, maybe this isn't for us. And we didn't mm-hmm. do it. And that might not have been the right angle. But anyway, today... We're going to talk about some current events. We are. Uh, hot topic. Hot topic. So what is that hot topic? We're, well, we're, we're, all about, we're all about these dramatic pauses. We're going to talk about a topic. It's hot. <laughs> yes, it is. Care to tell them what it is? No? Not really. We're going to keep rambling. No. So uh, yesterday, the it came out, news article came out that BC, the British Columbia province of british you mean not the year like 400 bc you mean the province (laughs) bc the the british columbia it well it's actually i wrote it down here the bc financial services authority Mm -hmm. which i think if you're in ontario it's similar to rico they regulate and provide consumer protection to pretty much every financial industry, insurance, mortgages, real estate. That's how they operate in the BC, in the BC. What is wrong with me in BC? I don't know what you're saying. Um, but in, in Ontario, it's RICO. But anyway, they have now instituted as of January 1st, a mandatory three-day cooling off period for home buyers. That's the news. Yeah, so it was, it was the finance minister who put it okay. in place. It was the government that announced it. Right. But that's who, um, as, I guess. Yeah, it was, yeah. it was a response to, yeah, the, the BC's RICO. Um, they had a report with, with a ton, the British Columbia. <laughs> they had a report that had 34 recommendations of reforms to make. Yeah. Um, and this is the one reform, at least at this point. It's like they put all 34 in a hat and just picked one out. And they're like, well, all right, reading well, and, and it was, This, I mean... Uh, I, I don't want to speak out of school because I've only I've only read a couple of things and a couple of articles on it, but the government decided that this is what they're doing. And we can parallel this in some way to what is happening in Ontario, where the government has decided to institute open bidding as something that's allowed coming out of a ton of recommendations that have been put forward, whether it be by ARIA or RICO or various yeah. bodies that have put out their reforms. And so... There are a lot of other reforms, which we won't talk about, that were recommended and are still being pressed um, in different ways. But at this point, the three-day cooling off period 
is what has been instituted to start January 1st across the British Columbia. <laughs> and before this rule, BC also eliminated multiple representation as well. Like BC is the province that just is like, you know what? Screw you. Like, we're just going to like. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that should be their, their, their motto. Like when they go to the podium, what is it like Ontario had stronger together or something? Yeah. Like when the finance minister comes up, the big (laughs) thing behind her should just say, you know what? Screw you. Here I am with another episode of, I feel like they're so bold. Like, you know, Ontario always like tippy toes around these things and like institutes like variations, variations of things that like, but VC is just like, you know what? We're going all in. We're just like, Well, yeah, no, I I mean, I think they definitely choose the things that people are going to be are going to get some shock value from, I think. I don't think they deliberately do that, but I think they're just like, whatever, we're putting this rule in, whether you like it or not, just I think what I think is that they're doing what politicians do, which is what's the thing that we can have the headline that says this is going to fix the problem or, or we're trouble. We're we're fixing things because we're doing something. Yeah. You know what I find so ironic though, is that all of these rules, even like open bidding in, which is something that's coming next year as well. Like the market's gone to shit. (laughs) The market's just like, you know, like this would have been way better if we just introduced it like January of this year, but it's not. So well, here we yeah, are. I, I mean, I think that's another issue. That's a whole other discussion of like the way that things get implemented and the time it takes from when people talk about it to when it actually happens. It's like, yeah, like we started our company on the premise of open bidding in 2017 yeah. off of yeah. a story from 2016. Here we are where a variation of it is going to be introduced in some respect seven years later. Yeah. Right. But anyway, that's not what we're talking about today, although it's a great tangent to be on. Yeah, no, all all I'm saying, I guess, is that like the craziness of the market probably pushed a lot of these new changes through, because if we didn't have the crazy market, we probably would have had these issues. And so the next time the market gets crazy, we'll be better prepared and consumers will be, in a sense, better protected. (laughs) When the market's crazy, you can expect some new rule will be tabled to be fast tracked through that no one's expecting. So, okay, the three day cooling off period as it's been introduced, I think uh, to make it, I mean, it probably is a simple enough concept that people listening understand, but it's not too dissimilar, although there are variations on it to what people might be used to in the pre-con condo world, where there's a cooling off period there, where once uh, somebody enters into a contract to purchase, there is a period of time following that where they have the ability to step away from the contract as a buyer. Right. So it's basically a, Hey, take three days to think about it. Mm -hmm. Whether you're using that time to do anything is up to you, be it, you know, inspections or whatever due diligence. That's not really what this is necessarily about, but it is three days, which was originally recommended to be seven days. It should be noted that was lobbied down to three, but not away entirely. Yeah. Um, Where now people can step away with a penalty, with a small penalty, if they do step away. Well, and you just punched your microphone. This, this angers you. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Go on. So, yeah. So, well, well, that's, I'm just putting out there the definition. I mean, I think we can can dive into now what that looks like, what this might become. 
I think wh- yeah, whether well, or not we think it's going to be effective. Right. I don't um, even know what the goal is here. I mean, I know, I know the goal is giving buyers the ability to not rush into a decision is the idea that places were, like you said, when things were crazy going in yeah. zero, one, two days, multiple offers, whatever. And right. people are forced to enter. Well, the thought is that people are forced or coerced or under duress to go into something that maybe they don't have the information um, yes. to, to the allow that is, decision. Like, I mean, one, one angle on this, and I, as, as you're talking, I'm thinking that I've never, like, I'm trying to think, and I guess some buyers, yeah, I guess my buyers have felt the pressure to not put in a condition. I, I know recently the buyers I've worked with, even in the height of the market, a lot of them did stick to their guns, but I guess over time you do get beaten down a little bit. So I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I'm just, I'm just trying to put it into real world context. It's just the way the media portrays it. It's like gun to your head, take out the condition or you're not getting this place kind of thing. And like, ultimately the buyer always has the choice. It's just, they're at a disadvantage. Yeah. And, And we've talked about how there are elements that are a little bit crazy when you're in a situation where there's a great house for you and you feel like you can't have conditions that you should have. And I agree that there's an element of the real estate sales process that should enable every buyer to be able to do what they need to do to be comfortable. Yeah. This approach, a three-day cooling off period, is one angle that could have been taken. I don't love it at all for a lot of reasons. Um, Another suggestion that had been made, which was not adopted, was that there is a mandatory listing period prior to a time at which a place can be sold so that people have the ability to do due diligence ahead of time. Mm -hmm. Um, And it gives enough people the opportunity to see a place without feeling like it's going to disappear in 24 hours, which is something we're seeing now in the rental market. But it's always a thing in hot markets where Properties yeah. are on, on the market for hours and they disappear. So that was not implemented. It doesn't look like it's going to be. I know the Real Estate Association in BC, in the British Columbia, was more, um, they, they liked that more as an option. Um, and yeah, I, can, I guess. I can understand why. Well, yeah, obviously. I mean, for from a seller's perspective, from an agent's perspective, that's that's better. But when you give the opportunity for people to do their due diligence ahead of time, you might be out $500 for an inspection and a few hundred dollars for, if it's a condo, a status certificate review that never ends up getting to anything because you didn't get the house. So I I don't think that that's very fair to buyers to give, I mean, yes, buyers always have that opportunity to do it. And some people do, but I don't think that that's ultimately Fair. Oh, oh no, it's, it's not a perfect, when it comes to shelling out money, it's not a perfect solution either. I think I'm a little bugged by the fact that this three-day cooling off period is not tied to anything like inspections. Yeah. Like it, it doesn't even mean you're yeah. uncomfortable about anything about the house. You just want the extra days yeah. to think about it. It's to your own discretion. Um, yeah. And so I, I mentioned the penalty too, just so people know what that is. If you do walk away and you choose to Um, I guess, leverage the cooling off period to not go through with the deal, you will be charged a fee of half of a per, or no, a quarter of a percent for every $100,000 that 
the purchase price was. So if it was a million dollar property, you'd have a $2,500 penalty to walk away. And that's not to say you can still put in conditions. So if you had a five day financing condition and the financing doesn't work out, you can still walk away and you don't right. have to pay that fee. It's right. only if you're going in condition free, you still automatically get that three day cooling off period. And then if you walk away, then that's when you have to pay. And does that payment go to the seller? I'm yes. assuming. Yes. Okay. That goes to All the right. seller, but it does not make up for anything that should follow. So what I mean by that is if you've got five people mm -hmm. competing for a property yeah. and they're blowing each other's brains out with prices because they know they have a three-day cooling off period. Mm -hmm. And then the person who wins walks away and pays whatever it is, a $3,000 fee. Yeah. If that property then subsequently goes back on the market and either the other purchasers are no longer there or it sits longer and sells considerably lower um, or it creates a stigma potentially about the property that somebody walked away from, there's no recourse for the seller from what I can see at least. No, no, say, it's only that fee. You know, yeah. You, so you made yourself two grand, three grand, five grand, whatever. And if it's five grand, it was a $2 million property, right? Yeah. If you land up giving up 50 or a hundred grand more, or it sits on the market for another week or two and your own terms that you need are no longer being respected as a seller, where's the protection for the seller? Like to me, five grand as an I'm sorry, but I'm walking away does not make up for my inability to distinguish which of the offers was the best one early on, right? Because if I know somebody's going to, like they're all going to have three days to cool off, but you're all going to be, what's the sitting equivalent of walking on eggshells? You're going to be sitting on eggshells. <laughs> you know, you're going to be, you're going to be nervous for three days. The way we are now with conditions, at least a condition, you know, what is being checked and you've got some confidence yeah. when it's an arbitrary, I can buy my way out of this. Or if you're a buyer, sorry, I'm going to rant until you cut me off. If you're a buyer who's in the three day cooling off period and you take a place because you know, you have three days and you know, there's another place you want. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what somebody I saw mention in in a comment uh, yeah. on a Facebook post. Like, so technically, a buyer could go out and buy three places or put offers in on three places and know that they could get out of two of them for a fee. I mean, I think for a lot of people, five thousand, three thousand, whatever, out of pocket. It's not like you're mortgaging that amount, so it's it is sig not significant, but it is a a lot of money um, to be paying out. Right. Like it is, I don't see people, uh, like some people might abuse it, but I don't see most people making that decision, but no, this I, is, I, it's, yeah. a, it's another loophole. And I mean, loopholes, even if it's 1% of people, but it's, that's one of many things that concern me. Well, that's it's, it's the loopholes because any rule that's instituted, whatever it is, people will always find ways around it. So it's about getting ahead of that before people start really abusing it. So I'm just kind of trying to think of all the different things. This sort of thing is only going to be impactful in a hot market because right now people are putting in conditions. So it, it doesn't affect things as much. Well, I guess in a situation, yeah, where you have a condition that is three days or more. Yes. Then this becomes a moot point. 
Exactly. But on the thing is, this applies to every and all transactions, regardless, right? Every resale, yeah. every new home. Right. And so it, even though, you know, when you take the bad actors or loophole users out of it, you know, it becomes, I, I get the premise. Like I'm not, I'm not trying to shit all over the reasoning behind why it's being done. Mm -hmm. It's just a misguided premise. And case in point to me, I don't know if you knew this, but when I was reading about it, when they yeah. made the announcement, the finance minister was accompanied by a homeowner. Like it was one of those hmm. photo a home things. owner. Uh, well, so someone who had been wronged by the system. Okay. Buyer. So home buyer, yeah. a home buyer, a previous yeah. home buyer. And the story of the previous home buyer, and I'm just, I'm, I'm reading a quote here because I don't want to misrepresent what it was. It says that um, this person had contacted the finance minister after she and her husband were assured by their realtor that the home they purchased oh, had been inspected and built to code. And the couple endured a very painful experience three weeks after their purchase when a sewer backed up with similar damage nine months later. Terrible and bad performance of a realtor. But how the hell does this have to do with a three-day cooling off period if in that particular situation, the deficiency was found three weeks after they purchased. Like, right. That's and, the and, example and they used. sewers can back up, back and, up at and, any time. Well, that's it too. Like th this could have been something that wasn't a deficiency like, at all. Like I don't even want to My question is, was there something that could have been identified? Because in three days. Home, in three, like, can, like home inspectors aren't digging into the underground of your basement to see how the sewers are hooked up. Like they're doing a visual look and they've got one of those handy things sometimes that sees if there's water or any sort of like issues behind the walls, but they're not like, they don't have x-ray vision. Like a lot of these things are things that just happen because you're a homeowner. It's, so it's, yeah, it's, it reinforces the politics of this is, is that you're bringing 100%. people with shitty stories and it's the same thing. And we we're, we've been open about the fact that we're friendly and, and we love talking to the media about what we do. And at the same time, almost every story that has highlighted what we do in a transparency perspective has alongside it been highlighting some sob story that looks good in the papers about sellers and buyers who have had a rough time and they have, but you can't align every bad story about a buyer and a seller with a particular regulation that isn't really speaking to that, right? Like we've all agreed when it comes to home prices, like the number one stuff that's gonna impact that is the economic fiscal supply policy, like whether it's interest rates, whether it's supply, those are the things that are, in, we're seeing it. You, like you said, prices are dropping. It's not because transparency is introduced. It's not even introduced yet, right? Yeah. So try, as a government, not to fall into the trap of aligning good TV and good headlines with the policy that you're implementing, right? It doesn't yeah. mean the policies are bad. You're just, mm -hmm. you're misguided in the way that you're communicating them to people and what the effect is of what you're trying to do. Yeah. I mean, also because it's so new, like we're so used to this in pre-construction properties where it's a given that you have 10 days. I wonder what the percentage of people there is that pull out after 10 days and how many continue forward. Cause that's, that would be an interesting statistic to 
compare just in terms of expectation of what might happen in a resale. Um, and I would imagine in a resale it would be higher simply because the product is actually physically there and you can inspect it versus something that's off of floor plans. I mean, the one difference with pre-con is that there's no penalty. True. I guess short of involving a lawyer and whatever costs you're, you're going to incur to have contracts reviewed and all reviewed. that. Yeah, that's a good but, point. But people do. I mean, I, I know people who have stepped away. Like from what happens deals. if the buyer just doesn't pay? Like how, where, where do you go to get your money as a seller? Like, is there going to be protections on that side to ensure that the money is like, that's one thing that I'm thinking of, like, who are they going to like, Go I mean, I, I, sus- like, I suspect it would be tied maybe to the, to the deposit. Oh, the deposit. Oh, true. I guess. Like I would Although, think that a deposit would be 0.25 of a percent or more, or maybe that's part of it is that your deposit needs to at least be that amount. I don't know. You would have to make some changes. Like at least like in Ontario, we know you can't really touch consumer deposits under right. very strict circumstances. So unless they open up that, and I don't know what their rules are in the BC, but the BC. Um, that would be something that they would have to look at probably to ensure that the seller is protected in that sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, well that that's the stuff that we know and like to talk about. And I think people in the industry know and like to talk about, which is it's not as simple as just saying, here's a great new idea, make it so in January, right? Like the rule connects to a lot of different things and it's, everything can be done and it probably can be done pretty quickly, but I'm just really interested with this particular decision. When there were 34 recommendations made, who sits in a room, like who was in that room that said, this is the one we're going with. And I'm telling you, they picked it out of a hat. Well, maybe, maybe they, well, I, like when, when it's government, I mean, they're, they've got enough people who are looking at the PR of it. They're looking like, it's not just about the financial impact or anything. It's about what's going to get headlines. It's going to be, you know, what can we spin in such a way that it supports the narrative? I'm just very confused about this being the one, if they would have chosen like seven or eight, like they did in Ontario, right? Because mm-hmm. Ontario, it wasn't just we're going to institute open bidding. There's been a bunch of different policies and a lot of them are really good ones. You know, this is just like a one dimensional thing with an arbitrary amount of time. I see, I see the reason for it in a hot market. But as, as the one thing though, like you see the reason. Well, not as the one thing. Yeah. But I, I'm always conscious of the fact that when you're in the industry and you're working in the industry, it's very easy to find anything and all things wrong with new ideas. For sure. So we, we, we know that first. We know we've lived that. So I also always want to be conscious of that. And because, uh, because to me, if in f- like in five years, I feel like this will just be, that's what it is. It's, it's like multi- they did away with multiple representation. I know here so many people have issues with it for so many specific reasons, but at the end of the day, if it masks, it makes more sense not to represent both buyer and seller, then let's not do that. And that's what BC decided to do. And I feel like they're just, that's how it is. You know what I mean? Just like how it is now is you don't have a three-day cooling off period, but I, I think Uh, it, it, it has its merits. 
I mean, I, I think it's fair to say there's going to be a lot of eyes on this come January, the same way there's going to be a lot of eyes on open bidding in Ontario come April. The ability- if the market is hot, though, I don't well, think I, any of these things will will really impact until the market heats up. That's um, my opinion. Well, I mean, I think there's more ability to evaluate it if the market is hot, but at the same time, these are like these, these golden tickets that are being put out there as quote unquote solutions, right? And you're right, yeah. if when they get implemented, the solution is already happening, my worry is the narrative will be switched. You know, in this case, let's say in March, the market's really cooled and regulated and in a place where prices are normal. Mm-hmm. Are, you know, is government or whoever going to turn around and say, see, you know, yeah. cooling it's off all because period. of us. Here we yeah. are in March. And when we compare March now to March of 2022, look at prices being better and look at this and look at that. I know. And, you know, it's so easy to correlate anything to anything. You want to support an argument on either side of any issue and you want to have a piece of data that you want to use to do it. You can do that, right? You find your spot, you find the right two periods to compare and you make a story out of it, you know, and the the same thing might very well happen with open bidding here. But what does that then turn into in terms of future policy, in terms of the way we look at how these decisions are made. Because like you said mm-hmm. before, this isn't going to be the last time where we're saying the market's crazy or things are going right. nuts. Like crazy is relative. The market's crazy now because it's dropping like a stone. The market's yeah. been crazy for two years because it's been rising like a cloud. I don't know. <laughs> what's a word? <laughs> like, like, a, like, like a balloon. Like a spaceship. No, it's gone, it's gone pretty fast. Yeah. So, you know, there's going to be you know, peaks and valleys going forward. And with each one, will there be new policy that's implemented to keep kind of pulling things back and forth? And Mm -hmm. if so, who's like, I I think the decision-making process that goes into this, it's a real problem for me because too much time has been taken in Ontario in putting a lot of these rules together, like discussions and task forces for six years. And yet we still don't really know what it's going to look like. Right. So like, I don't want it to take longer, but I want the discussions to be more focused with the right people at the table and data to support these things. Yeah. I I want to, I want to believe that that's what happened here. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't want this to have just been a decision, like you said, where this was the one where they threw a dart and it landed on three day cool off period. Right. Yeah. I just don't know what they used. Like nothing in any of the stories or in the finance minister's announcements said our studies have shown this is going to happen. Yeah. Well, that's it. Are you just, is it just a bunch of comments from and complaints from buyers Um, or is there actual data and facts that go along with this change? Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. There will be data once it's instituted. True. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, it's just, it's, it's all for me, cause and effect are not discussed enough in a real factual sense. People talk about the problem mm-hmm. and it's great. Like throw solutions out there and try things. Like I'm not against trying things, whatever they are. If everyone's, if everyone's subject to the same rules, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Everyone's on an even yeah. playing field. It's good. But right. 
do the work to establish whether what you've put into place is actually doing what it was meant to do or set benchmarks. That well, you and can maybe measure. they're doing that. We have no maybe, idea. No, no, maybe they are. Like, I, I'm yeah. not, I don't mean to say that, you know, they're not doing this and they should. I'm just hoping right. that when this comes out, there's people paying attention to the impact of this on multiple levels so right. that when future decisions are made, there's just a process put into place on how to evaluate and mm-hmm. determine what the best, best uh, measure is. Yeah. We so. should speak with somebody or a couple agents out in BC and get their take on it. Be interesting to hear what they, they think. I agree. I'm sure we could find uh, a realtor on both sides of this. I know that it seems like yeah. all realtors are against this. I'm sure we can find somebody that would who be, thinks yeah. this is a great idea, who maybe has just been so frustrated with buyers not with buyers, but with the buying process yeah. where this is a solution that serves them well. But even yeah. from that, that, that's a whole other discussion, which I know isn't being covered yet. But like, if you're the buyer agent and you mm-hmm. get the deal done and then they walk away yeah, and maybe you never get a place, like you're, you're also missing out on the deal that you got done, you know, selfishly as a realtor. That's similar, I guess, if you were doing a pre-con deal with somebody and they walked away. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think a lot of training has to go into this. There should, right now, there's just a no questions asked approach to this, where it's like, if you're not comfortable, walk away. And it doesn't appear there's any sort of a criteria or reasoning required, which is fine. It's similar to if you've got an inspection clause, you don't need to say, well, you know, I found knob and tube, therefore you could just say, didn't like the inspection walking away. Right. Right. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting anyway. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm just also thinking through like the strategy of listing agents. Like let's say you're in a condo and you as a listing agent have another listing similar to the one that has just sold conditional on the three day review. Like, do you list it sooner to like, like be a dick (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, cause if that buyer sees another unit that might be better, like, could that mean that they end up not going through with that sale and, and pursuing your unit instead? I don't know. I'm just thinking of like all the ways people can oh, be assholes. So many. Well, I mean, <laughs> you could, you could list to go after all the people who missed out. You could which wait. Which people do now. Yeah. Yeah. Which is I mean, normal. well, I mean, anything, everybody will find every angle to play the rule. And that's why, I mean, good or bad, useful or not, like you said, when it, when it goes into place, people are just going to play within the new rules in a way that serves their own interests, you know, on both sides of the transaction. Yeah. Like, I wonder if there will be a rule alongside this one, or maybe there should be that says that a buyer can't go out and buy another house, like, or make an offer in that three-day cooling off period. I, I saw something that wasn't clear. And I'm wondering if that's what it meant to say. That like mm. when you're in a cool off period, you're not able to engage in any other transaction. Like that I'd feel more comfortable with because at least the re like it, 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 de- it, there's less chance of a buyer using that to their advantage for that purpose, because I feel like buyers will use that as an advantage. I, I think though, that would need to be really clear in that for the 72 hours, whether or mm-hmm. not you walk away early, you can't make another offer because right. if it was just until you walk away, you can't make another offer, you know, on day two, 
you could tell them I'm out and make an offer on something else, right? It would have to be like, once you enter into a contract, it's yeah. a three-day lock on your ability to make offers. I mean, I guess there's not many buyers that could come up with a sizable deposit to hold in two different places, but Maybe. still there's there's a chance that this that sort of a thing could happen, I would think. Um, like if buyers are like, there's not a lot of buyers that are made of money though. I think like, if you look at it, like this is really to protect the buyers, like the first time home buyers that are in that inventory pool where prices are, are lower that attract more people. And mm-hmm. those types of people, they don't have the means to like, not that they don't have the means, but you know, their, their pockets don't expand like crazy. Like they can't just say, okay, I'll lose $4,000, $5,000 on a place. Cause I didn't go forward with it. I, I think, uh, I, I think yeah, that even the, myself, like I wouldn't want to do that. Well, the premise of this is well-intentioned. Like if, if everybody follows this in a way, in the way that it's meant, and it is for people yeah. like that, then yeah, I mean, it does protect buyers. It also in some respect may deter some sellers in different ways, which is a weird backwards impact. From selling or accepting offers? From selling, like just, or just from the selling process. And I mean, will that impact supply in an an inverse way, potentially when people are like, well, you know Or will it push more sellers to sell on their own, like for sale by owner? Well, what does this though only apply to situations oh, where maybe it's still there's a realtor? I, I, like that sort of stuff, I don't know. I hope all these questions have been asked behind closed doors. If not, listen yeah. to this podcast. Just send this to your. <laughs> we need we need to send this over to BC and be like, listen to, to this. Make sure you've covered your bases. There, there's just so many angles <laughs> that take place, and like you said, like people are going to find the ways to either sidestep the policy if there's any hole in it or leverage the policy yeah. to their advantage in a way for which it wasn't meant. So exactly. I do, I, I do think, you know, the vast, vast majority of people will either benefit or not be impacted by this. And that's good because I don't think there's such thing as a perfect policy, but we just need to be aware of the impact it could have on the other side of the coin that people don't want to talk about. Yeah. And hundred PO let's assume the VC <laughs> is aware of all that stuff. So, so let us know what you think. We'd love to hear your comments. Uh, we are on YouTube or we are, you might be watching on us on YouTube right now. You on are maybe YouTube. on the YouTube on the YT. Yeah. But we'd love to hear what you think on this because I think it's a pretty drastic change from what people are used to right now. And it'll be interesting to see how it all rolls out. I can't wait. I can't wait till it arrives in Ontario. And if you are in BC and you have an opinion one way or another, let us know because we'd love to talk to you and just get your take on it as Maybe well. Maybe we'll, you know what? I think we should put a survey out like on our socials. I already did that. Okay. About whether this is good or bad. I did. Really? I didn't see it. Oh, well. I should vote. I'm not looking at what I got. I can tell you here. Let me, t- let me tell oh, you how many people. No, no, no. <laughs> we already asked you, but we're asking you again. No, no, no. Well, no, no. I, I just, I put it out on, um, my, my personal social. Oh, I didn't see. So it. not our you, level you, up. You're out of my algorithm. Wow, very interesting. I mean, I've only got eleven votes, mm-hmm. <laughs> but is it is it more than seven to four? Is it more? No. So it's pretty even. 
it's five yes and six no. Right I don't now. even know what the question is. <laughs> it's, it's do you think yes. this is a good idea? Would you want to see a cooling off period in Ontario? Five people voted yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and four people vote or six or, people voted no. See, now this is where you got to break down the data. My guess is of I'm those looking. five people, mm-hmm. how many of them are in Realtors. the industry and how many of them are people who are buyers slash sellers? Okay, so don't name names. I'm not protect identities. Okay, so I've got I've got one person who's a seller right now. These are the yeses. This is the nos. Okay, I want to know who said it's a good idea. Who said it's a good idea? Okay, I've got one person who's a two, three, three people who are consumers Mm -hmm. or just not in the industry. No, four people. We're not in the, yeah, are not in the industry. And one person said is in the industry. So one industry person. Yeah. I mean, that, that's what I'd expect is that. I mean, this is based on 11 votes. This is is statistically significant. 11 people (laughs) on your personal social feed. But I mean, but that's, it's, it's what I'd expect to see. Like you're going to see consumers liking this because there's no reason not to as a consumer, you're being told. Unless you're a seller. Unless you're yeah, a seller but, right now. But the, the story is not making sellers nervous. Like it's not open enough. It is, it should, but I don't think the headlines are really speaking to sellers at all. Right? Yeah, but, but I think if you're a seller currently, I think that would make you nervous. Unless you're also buying. True. Bum, bum, bum. Anywho, anyway. Thanks for listening, friends. We appreciate your time. Make sure to like, subscribe, leave us a review, oh, man, do all like, the things. Because you're all up in this microphone's grill right now. You're just because like, it hasn't worked really well. So it's I want been to make good. Sure this this my has been a good episode. Good. Look how far away I am. My microphone's not even showing. I know, up but in your microphone screen. isn't. No, mine has always caused an issue. I've always maybe had to be up I just close project. I just project. Should I do the next one? Like in a radio voice, I could be like the no, please 1970s no. Wolfman Dan. No, Wolfman Dan. I will not be a part of this podcast if that was. I thought you were going to like divorce me. That that's where you're going with that right there. <laughs> I'm, not a, I'm not a part of this marriage anymore. That's fine. That's it's fine. not true. Wolfman Dan don't need you. <laughs> All, right. All right. Fine. Uh, you heard it here first. <laughs> We're getting a divorce. (laughs) All right. Let's get back together. All right. Sorry. Done. All right. We made it. Have a good week, everyone. And keep plugging. Do some video. Okay. If you've been thinking about doing it, do it. Just do it. Peace out, home slices. Bye. Level up, 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 level up,